and welcome to Crafts and Crime. I'm Amy. I'm Elaine. And today is Halloween. Halloween. Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're listening on the day this releases, this is the Halloween episode. And I'm sure as some of you will see, we have a bonus episode today yeah. of our listener tales, our so spooky excited. stuff. And we would like to continue doing that each month. If you guys write in, it could be something crime related, mm -hmm. spooky related, you know, ghosts, aliens, whatever. It doesn't matter. We just want to hear your crazy stories. Yes. And read them back to you. And so we hope you're having a safe and happy Halloween. Yes. I can't wait because this neighborhood is new to us for this Halloween, mm -hmm. and I'm so excited for trick-or-treating. Yeah. I'm hoping it'll be a good year. I hope so. Yeah. Let's I put mean, it this way. Even if it's like five houses, that's uh -huh. more than the... I mean, our apartment um, used to participate, and we had a manager that was so amazing, and she would throw a trunk or tree, uh -huh. and it was so much fun. And it was awesome because everybody that participated knew that it's only going to be like this group of 12 kids or whatever. Yeah. And the kids would just loop and loop uh -huh. and end up with like the hugest bag of candy. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but nobody down there in that neighborhood I lived in mm -hmm. did trick-or-treating. They would decorate yeah. their houses. But they wouldn't but actually do no, it. No, they yeah. used to, but they were getting less and less trick-or-treaters because where we, where we were, everyone only had to go like three miles down and uh -huh. it was in the very wealthy neighborhood yeah. where the kids are ha well actually two literally each direction uh -huh. one direction this way one direction that way was like primo trick-or-treating areas and uh -huh. so that's where people tend to go and and the the neighborhoods welcome them happily and have lots of candy but that's where everybody flocks to so yeah but yeah in our neighborhood exciting. we do have a lot of kids mm -hmm. um you know, but people move every year. So mm -hmm. it's like there's one house that used to do a lot. And I don't think they've done it, but it could be new people that live there. Mm -hmm. But there are, you kind of have to walk a bit. There's one house on our actual street mm -hmm. and he does hot dogs. And I think last year he had like beer and stuff for the <laughs> adults, but he had like sodas and Capri Suns and like for free, just like here, come and get some food. Cute. Like that is their thing. And like they have a, a little thing of candy out and so we would you know we get candy but we're like no it's fine because like either we mm -hmm. are going home to eat or like we just eat you know depending yeah. on what time we get out but um I'm gonna be like second breakfast like a hobbit <laughs> but dinner second dinner <laughs> yeah um so it'll be fun uh I don't think our husbands are gonna join us because sure. they both work really don't super know. early yeah and Halloween's on a Tuesday I know so they're talking about making like I know the city right outside of where we live has talked about like mm -hmm. making it on the weekend like a lot of like places do and treats. I'm like I don't hate that idea I don't hate not, it but it's not the same no it's, it's not, not Halloween because then you're sitting home on the holiday and you're like fart yeah no no yep. November 1st is just the day you're gonna be tired that's yep. just how it is <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah I know so. but I did I did kind of tell Kurt I was like will you like maybe think about it <laughs> yeah. and I was like come on what if you walk to like five houses and then walk home because again on if, a Tuesday both both our husbands go to work or go to bed at the same time. the same time and so it's like if they just even did half of it with us like go to the hot dog they house walk and home stuff together and by themselves get themselves a hot dog and a beer or whatever mm -hmm. and then walk, like, walk down to the next block and then just circle around back yeah. but yeah we um yeah we have some decent neighborhoods so i'm excited i know lenore was gonna be what ghost face oh that's right yeah and, and i am dressing up 
as Casey. Oh, yeah. The one, the original that gets stabbity stab stab first. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving Casey Becker. Yeah. Which is literally a sweater, a wig, and the jeans I already own. Mm-hmm. I'm usually whatever um, masks or hats or capes that the kids don't keep on the just f- end up on me. <laughs> That's oh. what I am. <laughs> one year, Lincoln didn't keep his... The dress-up closet. Yeah. One year, Lincoln didn't want to keep his woody hat on, and so I was walking around the neighborhood with his woody hat on. Nice. And then... Um, yeah, I can't remember what Avery had, but then I had I was carrying that. But yeah, so Troy <laughs> wants to be Jesus because his hair is all long, and then Avery is Robin from Stranger Things. From Did she Scoops get her Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy costume? No, yet? it's should be here next week or something. That's like right. That. Yeah, okay. and then um, Link and Lily are literally being whatever they can pull out of their dress up tote because I am not mm-hmm. buying more costumes. Yeah, Lillian said she was wanting to be Belle, I think. Yeah, again, and I think mm-hmm. Lincoln was going to be Spider-Man for the, like, Are you going to dress up as Ariel? I can. You know it's going to be freaking... It's supposed to be like 80. Yeah, I have a... Um, That's a bit out. Like, yeah. it's going to be. <laughs> Happy Halloween. We record in advance. <laughs> yeah. It's September. Yeah. But, but the projected yeah. is 80. Yeah, so I... My hair has been bright red for a long time, like Ariel red. And, um... So I do have like a skirt that's that like turquoise green kind of it's like yeah. that green color and then I have like a tube top that's purple. So like with the shell top look. So um was that called a sweetheart top? That's like the Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh that's like Ariel. So I might because it's a skirt and it's flowy, but I'm like I don't know about the tube top part with like dealing with kids and in the wagon because I'm probably going to bring the wagon I don't think I'm going to take the dogs at all we usually if I go with Jack we take the dogs because um, Ralph has a hot dog costume <laughs> <laughs> and he's ever since we got that costume he's been a hot dog every year Harrison doesn't have anything I was just going to put his like his uh, vest on him the, oh, the right. one with all the patches was that his stuff. pajamas yeah. or his pajamas yeah put both dogs in their pajamas <laughs> yeah my dogs have pajamas <laughs> they're having a sleepover yeah they only have pajamas for their Skin conditions. Skin conditions <laughs> and we have to put coconut oil all over them. Cute. <laughs> but yeah, so we're excited for Halloween. I am so excited. Yeah, we've already decorated like mid-September. Jack and the kids went out and decorated. It was the day mm-hmm. I had the day I had the flu. Mm. Was, yeah, yeah. Out. yeah, I was on the couch and Jack took all the kids outside. So I got to like <laughs> lay in quiet for a little bit. Nice. But he was blasting music outside the window. And then... The day after I had the flu is when he was doing the German polka music and playing the spoons. So I know I get so much sleep over here. <laughs> I get all but, yours that yeah. you don't. Yeah, we we decorated. I mean, your house inside is technically always decorated. It's always Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> we we have door covers inside right now. On our bedroom door, it's Leatherface, and so the door cover it's like. Um, it looks just like a fitted sheet, but for like yeah, a, a single, it's like teeny uh-huh. tiny in it. So it perfectly, it's like super stretchy polyester. The print is super awesome and it has room to stretch if you have a larger door too, mm-hmm. without it getting like that white sheen when the polyester image stretches apart. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. Um, and it does cover the doorknob, which is weird, but um, so yeah, his, the one on our bedroom door is Leatherface. It looks like he's slamming his like meat locker door. Mm-hmm. And then on the back door, we have the Mars Attacks alien. And it's like so colorful. And um, Lenore is getting a ghost face for mm. her bedroom door. 
So yeah. everybody's bedrooms. I'm like, I need to get one for the craft room, but I think I want to do like a little portal of something like foresty or pretty, like mm-hmm. something relaxing, but on the inside of the door, not the outside. Yeah. But yeah, I love our house is always Halloween because we just like like horror stuff. We just don't have mm-hmm. anything up right now. Like we have like our Slimer mask and a couple little Halloween decorations technically, but those mm-hmm. are just house things I put in the front. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how it is all the yeah. time. No, my house is very much this not Halloween. Halloween all the time. <laughs> and even my Halloween decorations, it's like the outside is Halloween, but the inside's like fall. I have my pumpkins oh, yeah. and stuff. It's autumn. I don't really it's have like autumnal. a whole lot. I do want to get different pillow covers. This is how minimalist I am. Where I'm like, I don't like a bunch of decorations. Um, Christmas can kind of, you know, with all the stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, it kind of gets mm-hmm. me. But um, yeah, my I want to get pillow covers because I have like four pillows on my sectional mm-hmm. and that's like all we need with all the kids and otherwise they just are all on the floor because they're already all on the floor but they have these pretty fall color ones I was like there's my fall decoration and like a blanket and that's about it my mom really goes all out for each season she's got like the Easter decoration she does not do Halloween Mm -hmm. she does fall and now her birthday is always the first day of autumn Mm -hmm. and um because it's the 23rd so she will kind of decorate around that time for fall and she's got like all the pretty throw pillows and pumpkins and stuff and so that's like her she does like fall christmas spring easter those are like how she does have summer oh yeah i forgot she has like summer colors that she puts out by the <laughs> pool and stuff so my mom's Cute. a decorator one i'm like it's just a lot of stuff it's more things to put away yeah it's like the tree is magic so you have to take it down mm-hmm. oh and my gosh i remember before. when we <laughs> okay little sidebar talking about holidays and stuff and i'll probably say this again at christmas time as a kid we always got a real tree and then there was one year that the tree wasn't cut right and it kept falling on oh, us no. and so like on us like it oh, would fall gosh. on <laughs> like it would fall and so my mom took like magazines under the feet and was trying to like keep it it was just like the worst tree and so then we were like well my mom was like let's just get a fake tree and we were like oh okay like we'll try it we went to target or walmart or kmart i can't remember and mm-hmm. got like it we got it home and put it up and we were like is this gonna be our christmas tree it was like the saddest like charlie brown christmas tree and it was a fake tree my mom was like nope we're boxing it up and i think we got a real tree that year but then we got this was back in the 90s so or early (laughs) 2000s so um we get the fake tree and it is the one where all the branches are separate and you have a pole so you you assemble the pole and then you have all of these color-coded letter-coded branches and you have to separate them all out into piles Oh my and god. then you Our have to was like that too. hook them in. Yes, the little, oh my yes. god. So you fluff up all the branches. It's and like you a have flower frog on the tree and you have to tuck them all in. Yes. <gasps> and we had that from the time I was a teenager, like <laughs> mm-hmm. young child. And I, me and my mom were the ones that would do it. And we would time ourselves. Like, let's see how fast we could do it this year. Because we <laughs> had it down to like a science. We were good. <laughs> my mom had that tree until like Troy was like 12 like she barely <laughs> well like forever. when she bought the house in Newport is when they mm-hmm. got a nice from Balsam Hill the nice tree mm-hmm. and it just pops up and I remember when like we an lived umbrella up, <laughs> yes and I remember when we lived up in Adelanto and Brad was living with us mm-hmm. my brother and we had gotten a new fake tree because we used to always get the real tree you know when we were mm-hmm. you know down the hill and then when we moved up the hill we got a fake tree it was our first fake tree and me and Brad put it together and we were used to the pole and all this, the branches separate. Mm-hmm. And we just popped it up and was like, 
Brad was like, it's a miracle. Like, this is amazing. And then we look on the box and it's called a miracle tree. <laughs> and so we were like, <laughs> but that fun. is how Christmas trees are now. Mm-hmm. And we've gone through, you have or had our old one. Yeah. A chunk of it's still in storage. We have to take oh, out really? and throw away. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I was clipping it apart and I used it to like make a wreath mm. when it started falling apart. Because I kept the chunks, but. Um, that was the miracle tree. Was it? Yes. With the pine cones on it? Oh, yeah, Did I have that? little pine cones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was That's like miracle you, tree. you popped the top, the middle section, and then uh-huh. the top, and you plug, plug, plug. Yeah. yeah. Now it ours is like... Really cute. It was a really cute ours tree. Ours is big. Ours is like the three um, sections big. It's like. crazy. Those trees really like, they aren't, things ain't made like they used to be. No. Because I had one of those trees, too, mm-hmm. growing up, and I'm pretty sure my parents got that tree in Germany mm-hmm. when they first got married, um, and then, so that was, like, my sister's tree... And mm-hmm. it lasted through like the divorce. My dad kept it and he turned it into an outside tree <laughs> decoration and it lasted until like a couple of years later. It finally, cause Oregon, yeah. it's rainy. It finally like rested. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the thing was pretty solid. They yeah. really, I mean, it was like 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, at least. I know. Ours was really old. <laughs> Not 30 years old, but it was old. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, mom, can we stop doing this? <laughs> every year so now that i think about it it was it really was a hassle and the funny part Mm -hmm. is like it was um i would do it it was my favorite Mm -hmm. i love decorating i did i did like putting the tree up with my Mm -hmm. mom and (laughs) i it it was a tradition i'd come over the day after thanksgiving or stay the night from thanksgiving we do it the next day um because usually when jack was working at home depot he was always gone but yeah so now it's um holiday season we're getting into the spooky we're well as the girls like to say spooky season season. so we're in spooky season october and then it's gonna be cozy thanksgiving and christmas and new year's and oh what a time to try to like not lose weight (laughs) Oh I'm gonna eat so much. We need to go back to the gym. We need to get a better gym routine down yeah. first. Well, before. yeah. Well, we have time to prep for our our um, Halloween walk. You know, because that's a lot of it is a lot of walking. <laughs> that's why I always bring the wagon because the kids usually end up in the wagon. Yeah, because they can't with your little legs. <laughs> that's so funny it's weird too because like it's rough for me now like not having public school because that's when I got all my exercise Mm -hmm. like I used to walk like almost three miles a day taking her to and from school because I got to go there and walk home and then go back Mm -hmm. again and walk back next it was like right around the corner mm -hmm. but it's weird how like those four little trips and um adds up and so now I'm like oh but I mean I've lost weight and it's because those freaking the chickens. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, we mentioned the it's chickens there. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. it's a lot of work, and I'm go- always going back and forth, and I yeah. can't think of any other reason how I would have lost weight because I eat well, like crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you have more area, you have more outside, like at the apartment, you didn't have all That's that, and true. so it's a lot more of you know taking care of, you know, taking out the trash and the. You know, recycling, you got to take the barrels out, you got to burn the barrels in, it's, you got to, you know, yep. pick weeds, you're planting in the garden, That's you're taking true. care of the chickens, you're moving them around, and it's just a lot more activity, and I think, you know, the square footage is bigger, so you're, you're walking more, walking a lot more distances more. in your house, so, um, yeah, <laughs> me, I've lost weight, and I think it was just from folding laundry. How many <laughs> calories did you say you burned folding, like, a bunch um, of laundry? It was, like, 70 70 calories and a half an hour of folding laundry. But the thing is, like, I don't think we think of how much up 
above oh, us that is my arms were it's sore like after that hundred pound order up. it's like you're holding them up and mm-hmm. each of your arms weighs like an average of like 22 pounds or something like that's mm-hmm. like a lot yeah that's why those silly little like stick your oh, arms yeah. out and spin I them in the circles with- they seem like they're nonsense but like you'll lose the that's, jiggly yeah. bicep Yep. I know. I, I do that with weight. Lincoln Lily for <laughs> <Yeah>. PE. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, well, I knew I was like losing weight um, just starting to do this job because I'm like on my feet more and I'm folding laundry. So my side gig. Back and forth and back yeah, and forth and back My and side forth. gig is. Um, You're a laundress. Laundry, I'm a laundress. And uh, so I provide laundry service. I go and pick it up and then I bring it home, wash, dry, fold. And bag it all up and weigh it, and I return it to the customer. So since I'm weighing myself all the time, I could tell, oh, I'm losing weight. Like you know, as a woman, that's a big thing. As a man, still a big thing because I know Jack's you know on his own like health journey right now, and um, and so I was like, man, I did a hundred pound order, a seventy four pound order, and a seventy two pound order. That's a lot of laundry, and mm-hmm. a lot of two of those orders. No, all three of them had little kids' clothes. <laughs> so that's a lot of. That's a lot of tiny stuff. So it's a lot of flicking shirts. You know, you got a load (laughs) of laundry and there's like 15 shirts in it. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, so we're doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess we should move on to the part that you guys don't want or that you guys are here for. And you don't need to listen to us ramble anymore. Uh, (laughs) That's okay. Because we'll just do it for a while. Just head over to Patreon if you like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, this is our life every day. Halloween craft. Kind of, yeah. Okay. So what it was kind of a tricky bit of I kept going back and forth between like what the heck am I gonna do for this? So I just kind of mm-hmm. compiled some stuff. Okay. Just I know I was like in general. Hmm, do we Yeah. I mean do a full I'm gonna start Halloween. with a good old classic. Okay. The Jack O' Lantern. Yay. As most of us know, but I'm maybe there's someone that doesn't, and that's okay. A Jack O' Lantern is technically what most of us iconically think of is mm-hmm. a carved root vegetable and it was mostly a pumpkin but there you could use any gourd a giant rutabaga or a really large turnip could also be used mm-hmm. and just like we do they would carve out the top or bottom scoop out all the guts and seeds and just carve a face sometimes they're funny sometimes they weren't mm-hmm. And the candle was put inside, and the term jack-o'-lantern was originally another name for the ignis fatus, or what's called the foolish fire, and in English folklore, as the will-o'-the-wisp. Ooh. Yeah, it's um, a phenomenon that's actually called atmospheric ghost lights, Mm -hmm. which are um, the gases that are released over rotting material like bogs and swamps and marshes. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't go to say that it's not real. It's just a possible explanation because it's something Mm -hmm. that happens. And I guess that happens around here in like the South Mm -hmm. where there are swamps. It's like balls of gaslight. It's crazy. Yeah. The will of the wisp. Isn't that like what's in um, brave brave? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Basically it's funny because the will of the wisp was like a little, a little light that was sometimes attributed to like fae or elves or Mm -hmm. good spirits or bad spirits. And it could show you something, it could take you to a path where you needed to go, but it could also lead you astray if you don't mm-hmm. make a proper decision. So, mm-hmm. um, the Oxford English Dictionary cites the jack-o'-lantern being used as a term um, as early as 1837. So that's actually not that long ago no. for the word jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and like almost 200 years ago. Yeah. And the jack-o'-lanterns were used during parts of the celebrations of harvest and um, Samhain, which was a pagan holiday. But it just continued on to um, celebrations lit of bonfires and having a big harvest special. And you eat and stuff to celebrate the becoming of fall. Mm-hmm. And so the jack-o'-lanterns, these little turnip head dudes, were... Um, put out uh to scare away anything bad Mm -hmm. and so now we're gonna scoot on because it kind of continues through for halloween costumes okay so the history is a is less fun than we use it now and it was meant to scare Mm -hmm. the bonfires would be lit and the costumes were worn to scare ghosts and evil spirits away and in the 17th century i'll It'll be a picture that we post for our Instagram post. Um, Little kids wore costumes made from like animal skins and (laughs) straw and they were called Skecklers Mm -hmm. and they would go door to door and they would beg for treats, which would be like an apple or some nuts Mm -hmm. or something. And this was a um, they called it guising. And so, like, a disguise, guising. Yeah. And this was the earliest form of trick-or-treating. Mm. Um, and the thing was, a, a lot of people do still have a, an issue with Halloween, and I understand that. And so, due to a lot of American religious views, Halloween celebrations were actually mostly non-existent until the mid of the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And that was when the massive wave of Irish immigrants that were escaping famine... <laughs> And mm-hmm. they would, and so they came over here because they were, it, they had all kinds of persecutions going on as well. So they left and they brought those traditions with them and mm-hmm. they started spreading that. And um, it was actually fun because the reality is Victorians loved to party mm-hmm. and people yeah. think of them as being like really stuck up and stuffy and proper and stuff. And while well, they were, but they really loved to party. And mm-hmm. so. Parties were aimed towards adults and matchmaking events, not meant for children. Mm-hmm. And so um, when costumes picked up a little bit more in by the 1920s, um, they were called slips and they were made of crepe paper. Oh. <laughs> so it was just as easy as you think. It's like a big rectangle and they cut out a neck hole and yeah. you'd put it over and you'd add like a belt or whatever. Uh-huh. And that would be like your costume and mm-hmm. the masks were made by children, but adults did them as well because these costumes are, it's the same people have been wearing costumes in theater. So mm-hmm. it wasn't out of the typical, but this is how they would use it for a fast disposable costume. Mm-hmm. So a paper mask car- carved, cut out of a paper bag, made as paper mache. And so those paper masks would be warm. And um, I will have some pictures of these horrific know, Victorian costumes. They are <laughs> monstrous. Yeah. And bring but, that back. Oh, my God. I totally. They're totally, so horrifying. With all five of our kids, just like. Bring back. Bring it back one year and just so be scary. really creepy. That creepy family. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> and like the witch masks. Oh, yes, my God. Scary. Yes. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> So one of the really cool things that happened in the 1920s was that, um, oh, I'm so sorry, that it did continue and it started becoming geared more towards children. Mm-hmm. And in the 30s and 40s, it had to change because of war. So mm-hmm. wartime was coming. And so at this point, costumes were like scraps, you know, you're dressing as the old hobo. And, yeah. You know, so it was scraps mm-hmm. put together from your family's closet. No, there was no material or cost to be able mm-hmm. to go outside of that. 
And in the 50s and 60s, costumes changed again because now television mm, mm-hmm. so now it was your favorite characters Character. it yeah. was your dude from bonanza or whatever mm-hmm. and you know and so that's what these masks were turned into and now the invention of vacuum forming came out mm-hmm. and so they were able to vacuum form latex oh my god this smells so bad that old <laughs> yeah. latex yeah but, so they would vacuum form latex and now this is what kids got to wear so they got to oh. wear cool rubber masks they made president masks and yeah your favorite character woody woodpecker you know it was pretty cool mm-hmm. and um as we know it by the 21st century now halloween has become the second largest decorating holiday after christmas, christmas. and we're mm-hmm. talking billions of dollars it's yeah. crazy yep i believe it because mm-hmm. like we don't go all out but like we have on certain years gone all out i need yeah. to find my projection we have a big that big projector thing uh-huh. for the that's got like the skeletons and the Fun. ghosts and stuff i need to I think is it like one of the things you like anchor in the yard like a little no it's the oh, one okay. you put like we put it in the dining room because mm-hmm. it has that big window right there because oh, uh-huh. phyllis is in the way of the, yeah you know and um Phyllis, my turtle, not, not like <laughs> grandma. <laughs> grandma Phyllis in the dang way of the window. No, Phyllis the decorations. Is in the window, like in the living room. But no, in the dining room, we just set it up on the dining room table at mm-hmm. night, and it has a, that white sheet thing that goes over it, uh-huh. and then it projects the image onto That's there. Fun. It also has Christmas, but we just do the Halloween one because so it's got like cute. the dancing skeletons and stuff. So. Yeah, but yeah, we. I totally get that Halloween's like a big. Yeah, I, you know, I really wish. It, we're lucky we don't have the money to buy those like five hundred dollar oh animatronics because they're see, like amazing. Did you see the big roosters the, the from um, Tractor Supply? <laughs> no. No. Oh, maybe is it like are they Christmas ones? Is it a Christmas rooster? I think it is a Christmas rooster. <laughs> okay. I'm like maybe I'm confusing. It. I think it's a Christmas rooster. But That's yeah, I oh, love it's like the an big, inflatable rooster. No, it's like a big metal one. Oh, okay, with Christmas lights, like a frame. I think so. Cute. I, I'm like, but. Yeah, I would get the giant pumpkin that goes in the front yard if I could. Yeah, yeah, I re- and uh, we were talking about it. Like, we need to buy some decorations. We usually, um, like at in the apartment, we would just decorate like the window, mm-hmm. you know. But even then, not really that much. Yeah, we decorate for Halloween, but we definitely decorate for Christmas. <laughs> I decorate for Christmas yeah. too, and I didn't last year, and I no. was sad. And I need to start working now because I'm determined to turn the house into a gingerbread house. Yes. Um, <laughs> So it's okay. It's totally fine. And, you know, one of the funny parts that I did skip over, but I'm coming back to is as a child of the 90s and, Mm -hmm. you know, our husbands and my sister, our children of the 80s, we had good old plastic bags. Yep. God, I was Raggedy Ann and I was like four and it was literally a plastic tablecloth pants, like a picnic tablecloth that's made into pants uh-huh. with like a shitty drawstring and you uh-huh. pull it in and like a bag. They took like it. Oh, my God. Neck hole, arm hole. It was hideous. Uh-huh. And the masks were like the thinnest, crappiest yep. plastic that broke in mm-hmm. two seconds. And that's what we had in the 80s and 90s. Was we went through a phase of like plastic. It was basically the Victorian crepe. Yeah. It was like we got plastic and you were so sweaty and it was miserable. So yeah, well, mine was a little different because my mom's a little over yeah, the top. Yeah, that's and, cool. And though. makes our costumes. And <laughs> I see, I made all of Lenore's for the longest time, and she kept winning awards at school. And then we got a new principal, and then she stopped giving out awards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Cause we would have won again." Yeah. <laughs> um. So I have a couple of like ex- explanations of what these Halloween games were mm-hmm. in 
Victorian time at these parties, as we are all familiar with bobbing for apples. <gasps> we did that the year of COVID. <laughs> God. <laughs> I have bobbed for apples one time uh, at a friend's Halloween party. Um, Mm -hmm. Her name was Stephanie. And I think we were like, oh, my God, in third grade or something. Mm -hmm. And I was fucking horrified. I was like, this is so gross. It was like white clown makeup in the water. Yes, that's the year Avery was. um, She had the face paint on. She was a skeleton. And she had face, the whole face of white. And then, yeah, we had some friends over with their kids. And so all (laughs) the kids did. And then, like, me and Sarah Sarah did. And then the husbands were like, "Eh, maybe not. Oh, my God. Yeah, you kind of think about it afterwards. Bobby for apples. Your mouth is is open. You're just drooling all your... All the kids not. Absolutely no. Nope. Yeah. Well, what was nice is the kids, like, caught their apples and they ate them. So they had something healthy. Yeah. So bobbing for apple, apples, <laughs> apples was actually a courting game. And a so hoarding. Yes. Oh. So if got the you bigger got, mouth. <laughs> if you got an apple on the very first try, it meant the woman was going to find the man of her dreams. The man that she has in her mind as her oh. desired partner. If it took her two tries, it meant that her interest would love her, but the love wouldn't last. Okay. And if it took three or more tries, you're shit out of luck. You're going to be a and spinster. No, you just won't marry that person. Oh. I was like, yeah. just They're, a cat lady now. Yes. So if you're familiar with a king cake, it's a tradition in the United States and the South uh, during Mardi Gras season. And it's like a bunt cake and it's decorated in the king cake colors, which is purple, yellow, and green. And inside is a baby. Mm -hmm. And if you get the slice of cake that has the baby baked inside, it's supposed to be good luck. I don't think it's actually supposed to mean you're going to have a baby. I think it just means it's good luck. I would hope it would. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't don't accept this. I spit it out. Yeah. And so they had their kind of version very similar. And so... You would the cake would have little trinkets baked inside. That's dangerous. I know, I'm but like again, it's a doll, so you know that there's going to be a piece in there, unless they're all hammered because they like to drink back then, and so got into that hard cider. <laughs> and so you would cut your little slice of cake, and depending on the charm inside, so it could be a baby meant you were going to have a baby, okay, uh, a thimble meant you were going to turn into an old spinster, <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah. It was pretty self-explanatory, mm-hmm. and so it was really precious. It was another little fun, charming mm. game. Another kind of bobbing for apple game, it changed a little bit in Scotland and Ireland. This is still in the 1800s. So after the girl would get the the apple, she would peel the apple and try to get it in a long strip. I know this one. A really long strip. And then she would take the apple strip, the peel, spin it over her head three times, throw it over her shoulder. And depending on how the apple peel landed, you would try to decipher. And that initial would be the initial of the Mm -hmm. man that you love and we're going to marry. Now is the time for the craft. Oh, okay. Shrunken (laughs) heads. What? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's not what I was expecting. No, it's not. But (laughs) I thought it would be really interesting because it's actually a piece of history as well as it's pretty morbid. And most people think of like Halloween and spooky decorations and creepy stuff. Uh And a shrunken head is actually a pretty common. uh, Okay. I'm thinking like... Like real shrunken heads. Well, I'm not going to teach you how, but I'm going to tell oh. you how. 
<laughs> I didn't mean that. But I meant like, but you're talking about real shrunken yep, heads. Yeah, I'm going to talk about real shrunken oh, heads. Oh, okay. So yeah. like a craft that nobody should attempt at home. No, don't. It's just a history lesson on something very interesting. Yeah, don't, don't do what she says to do. No, don't do it. But if you want to, you can go on YouTube and there are people that teach you how to do it with like goats. Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> No. <laughs> No, actually, With, it's like, way your past relative way less common than people think, and mm. it's very interesting because the the amount of specimens that exist in museums in general are um, actually pretty. Uh, most of them are like what in the oddity community would be called a gaff. It's fake. Oh yeah. Um, or this is more morbid. They're like um, taken from. <laughs> cemeteries and things like that yeah. and made into a tourist trinket mm. but those things are seriously regulated now it's not like it's something that happens anymore sorry I'm leaning back to look at something super fast so I can make sure I don't mess up something oh, um, I just wasn't expecting shrunken heads but then I guess you know when you think about Halloween decorations and yeah, it's and kind such. of such. It's it, like yeah, it's it's creepy it definitely is and it's something that most people have uh Heard of at least some point in their life. Yeah. And, no, okay. I heard of it. That's why I was like, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> what so. Are, what are we teaching the people now? One of the reasons that shrunken heads were made was because they believe they're, um, a shrunken head is also called a sansans. And they believed that um, it was only ever done with males. And it oh. was of um, your an enemy uh, because they believed that your soul was kept inside of this thing and therefore you could not be reborn as another person. So uh, yeah. you're kept okay. inside of this. Uh-huh. And so the way that the process would be is they would take the, um, they would take the skin and they remove the skin. They peel it back and they remove, they don't need the skull and the brain tissue matter. They separate that completely and they boil the skin for several hours. Okay. And then they sew the eyes and the mouth shut. And the reason for this process was because, therefore, the soul could not escape through the eyes or the mouth. And through the boiling process, the skin would tighten and shrink and shrink and shrink. Mm -hmm. During this process, they would have a fire ready off to the side that mm -hmm. would be full of burning hot stones okay and they would take the stones and put them inside and as the stones heated it would continue to shrink it they would replace the stones fill it with sand and it would shrink and shrink and shrink till it got smaller and they would put sawdust inside of it and then continue to sew the neck completely shut okay it's actually a much simpler process which is really interesting because it would basically just be smoked and mm -hmm. jerky down so it's not like the bone skull. No, uh, yeah, no, which is, I think, inside. yeah, it's removed. So it's just mm -hmm. like, what's on the inside? Just, just sawdust. sawdust. No brain, nothing. It's just the skin. And so during the process, they will reshape and refine the um, nasal structure and kind of to keep the shape as much as they can. That's weird. I never mm -hmm. knew that. Yeah, there's like 13 that exist in a, a museum. And I believe that they said there was only like six or seven 
that were actually human and then the other ones um which was common for tourists were made by the tribal people which is so gross because like most of them were stolen mm-hmm. um they would be made out of like sloth heads monkey heads, yeah. and stuff like that and um yeah it's, it's crazy because it's a such a ridiculous process it's so simple and it's it is. so weird it's so weird yeah mm-hmm. and it's something you know it doesn't happen anymore it stopped a oh, long yeah, time ago yeah well with the animals it's still weird like yeah yeah and like i said you can um people make them as i said like as a gaff because you have to imagine when the skin of an animal like shrinks down you're gonna lose that hair and stuff you're i know i'm thinking like a bear or a lion it's just like you we would need something like you said a monkey or something Mm -hmm, that's like smaller relative to our size like Mm -hmm. Like Especially a, because, like, if you imagine, like, a small tree monkey or a small sloth, that's going to be less work because it's already little. They don't yeah. have to cook I know, it I'm down and like, shrink it down. It. Like, yeah. I know. You know, mm-hmm. like, And I swear squirrel. I've seen somebody do it, like, on YouTube, I think, with, like, a goat head or something that like that. That is so bizarre. I know. It's strange. That's weird. Wow. That's not what I was expecting at all. Ta-da. Well... I'm not decorating with the shrunken heads, but (laughs) now I know how to do it if I ever wanted to, (laughs) which I don't recommend. No. I don't think that's a craft we're going to share on uh, Patreon. I could do it. (laughs) We could do it, but let's not do it. Maybe if you pay enough. Oh, no. No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No. Although I do have a baby goat in my freezer. I forgot about that. It's so tiny and precious. Mm -hmm. I need to fix it. I think you should explain why. Did oh, you already explain why? I think you did. I don't know. My friend um, is so precious, and she had a goat, and it had triplets, which is mm-hmm. crazy. And the two twins were fine, and then one of them um, was stillborn because it was so tiny. Mm-hmm. It's like half the it's size really of what a bitty. newborn. Uh huh. What a newborn, a newborn kid, mm-hmm. a newborn baby goat should be. And she sent it to me, and I thought it was so sweet. So you and preserve, it's really, like mm-hmm. you're gonna so do a wet can, specimen, right? Yeah, wet, wet preserve. And um, and it's kind of so like little, what you would I see. Don't even need in a like little. a museum or something mm-hmm. like like the body's exhibit or something mm-hmm. where it's just for like yeah. you can see the anatomy of and it it's and, so precious and, and so yeah. little and it's so sad and it's little teefers are like <laughs> okay sorry i know that was kind of weird but you know i no, really struggled I, on what i was gonna do and i halloween, was like because everyone's is, like and strange i'm sure like, ready for the halloween <laughs> like fun but yeah a little creepy <laughs> and now i am going to uh, sure, crime that is also creepy, and um, I <laughs> struggled with this like you, you, <laughs> and I kept going back and forth. And I think many people who are into true crime know a lot of the typical Halloween ones, like you know, the real Candyman. Um, mm. you know, just there's a lot of Halloween crimes and. So I'm like, well, I don't want to be all cliche and just do a Halloween crime. So I am doing one that does take place in October. So um, this is the case of Jose and Gloria. So Jose Lara had immigrated to the United States from Mexico and he was just working to make a really good life for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he's as most immigrants are, um, mm-hmm. like my neighbors. They are, they are, I swear, like up 24 7. They're <laughs> always doing something, always mm-hmm. leaving to work, always doing something. These immigrants um, are hard workers. And so Jose was. Mm-hmm. And this all takes place in California, by the way. Um, <clears throat> and 
not only was he a hard worker, he had a really uh, strong work ethic. Mm -hmm. So he is a trustworthy guy, has multiple jobs. He's just trying to bring home money to his family. On weekends, he worked for Blanca Serrano. The the lady's name is Blanco. Uh, Blanca, sorry, not Blanco. Um, At a local, like, party rental agency. He was the one that would, like, deliver the bounce houses, tables, chairs, like that kind of stuff for a party. And so usually this was, like, a Friday drop-off, and then he would pick everything up on Sunday. And he would typically take along his longtime partner slash girlfriend, (laughs) Gloria. And he would just take her along with these deliveries, kind of like what I do when I pick up my deliveries and I just take Jack with me. And I'm like, hey, just hang out with me. You know, it's a 20-minute drive. Let's just talk. Um, So I get it. They spend the weekend together doing these deliveries. And both of them are actually trying to create a good life for themselves and for their family. So Gloria Vialta was a um, mother of two children, a daughter, Diana, and uh, she's the oldest. And then 10 years later, she had another daughter, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. And both of her daughters actually had different fathers. Um, not that that really matters. But Gloria and Jose, you know, are a couple now. And mm-hmm. Gloria is actually a little older. She's seven years older than Jose. But they decided, you know what? Let's move in. Let's make mm-hmm. a life together. So Jose then became stepfather to both the girls. Mm-hmm. And um, Jose worked and Gloria stayed home and she just took care of the girls. And in 2010, uh, Diana, who's the oldest daughter, Mm -hmm. she moved out of the house and just, you know, moved on with her life. She started her own family. You know, she's still there. So she's moving on. Yeah. And Cynthia was then the only child at home that Jose and Gloria had to take care of. And they made sure she had everything. You know, she's like the only child. So mm-hmm. it's like they made sure she had everything she wanted to wear, mm-hmm. um, you know, new phone, nice, you know, pretty much anything mm-hmm. that you can imagine. And all of the rest of their money actually went to Gloria's medical bills because Gloria mm-hmm. was she had diabetes. She had a walker. Um, she had issues with her eyes. She was like mm-hmm. basically like partially blind and yeah and so she had multiple appointments that she was going to so whatever didn't go to raising their daughter Cynthia or the Mm. household it went to medical bills and in early 2011 Gloria and Jose were determined to make sure that Cynthia who was about to turn 15 had a quinceanera even (laughs) though they were tight on money Mm. and so they actually were like trying to save money for her you know dress and stuff and these dresses are expensive yeah they are they can cost as much as wedding dresses Mm -hmm. they usually do because like my wedding dress i think costs like 500 bucks 400 bucks 500 i can't remember and um at this point they had a little jar that they were saving money in and at this point they had saved up $700 in this jar Mm -hmm. that tells you how expensive these dresses are yeah I know you're dealing with that with your daughter (laughs) now coming up next year well you guys don't have well you do but like you have to pay a big chunk like yeah I can't remember if you guys are buying the dress or what it's just wow to get to help yeah it's 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 a lot it's a lot so um so Cynthia you know she's She's got everything she wants, just that she could want within reason. You know, as parents, you're just like, well, you can't just have whatever. But um, so with her quinceanera coming up, she had a special boy that she wanted to (laughs) share this with. And um, that's her boyfriend of one year. He is 16-year-old Giovanni 
Gallardo. Gallardo. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cynthia's parents weren't too <laughs> happy with this relationship. Oops. And um, apparently Giovanni came over like every day and <laughs> Cynthia would actually sneak him in through her window. Uh. Mm-hmm. It's that young love. Mm-hmm. So... Gloria and Jose tried to like reel this in and control the situation by monitoring Cynthia and limiting her time with Giovanni. <laughs> uh, obviously, as you know, anybody who's been a teenager yeah. or has raised a teenager, this backfires. And it, Cynthia basically just did anything that she could do to be with Giovanni. She would like run away with him whenever her parents tried to keep them apart and. And it was just, she was obsessed. You know, they're obsessed with each other. So in June 2011, Cynthia had her quinceanera. And then by the fall, Cynthia and Giovanni started to make it sound to other people like her parents were accepting of their relationship Mm. and that they were actually going to host a Halloween party at Cynthia's house. And so Cynthia had made like all these invitations. She passed them out to friends and classmates and like told everyone like my parents are going to be there. We're going to do this big like, you know, they're so supportive of our relationship. Now we're going to do this big party. So everyone knew like, oh, okay, she's doing this like big party. So on October 17th, 2011, Mm -hmm. this is like I said in in California. This is actually in Compton, California is where they Mm -hmm. lived. Blanca Serrano. Jose's, you know, coworker, mm-hmm. um, went to the home of Jose, and he had been her employee and and friend for like fifteen years, mm-hmm. and um, so she goes to his home. He's in his fifties, by the way. He's like fifty one, um, because you know he didn't show up for work, and he didn't call in, and she knew this is weird, you not know, normal, not behavior. normal for a trustworthy, dependable, hard worker. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I'm going to go and see what's going on. So he, as we know, shares this home with his, it's his common law wife. You know, mm-hmm. they've been together, um, Gloria and Cynthia. And so she just knew something was wrong because when she got to the house, she could see that the front door was slightly open. And when she looked in, she could see that there was like clothing, trash, food, like everywhere. That place was like yeah. trashed. And there was also a mattress that had been moved into the middle of, like, the living room, Mm -hmm. the middle of the floor. The house is dirty, stuff everywhere, and it's clear this is not how Gloria keeps her house. Like, this is not how they live. Mm -hmm. Something had happened. It looked like it had been ransacked. So, you know, she's looking around. There's, like, drawers, cupboards, like, everything open. And so there was even soup, like, chicken noodle soup left out on the (laughs) stove. And so... Then looking through the house, they're like, but there's Halloween decorations everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. there's about to be a party or something. So, like, what is going on? So, yeah, Jose is gone. Gloria, Cynthia's gone. Nobody's Mm -hmm. at the house. So, she immediately called the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. And deputies uh, deputies arrive. And they just, they're doing a routine wellness check. Like, check around the house. See Mm -hmm. if it looks like foul play occurred. You know, whatever. And, um... When they go into the house, they can sell. They can absolutely tell something happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rotting food everywhere, yeah. and on the kitchen floor, they find a Halloween mask. It's like an all black, like skull type face. Oh, okay. And then they look through the house. They see jewelry boxes and jewelry missing, and anything of value was taken. So they're like, 
is this a robbery gone like during a party yeah (laughs) Uh, but there's no signs of struggle or like forced entry or anything Mm -hmm. so they start talking to the neighbors to see if they saw anything and the neighbors said that they hadn't seen either gloria or jose in like a while but they did see cynthia um, one of the neighbors said they talked to Cynthia and asked her, like, where are your parents? You know, we haven't seen them in a little while. And Cynthia just said that her mom was in the hospital having eye surgery. Mm. And as we know, she had, you know, Gloria had health problems. It's not yeah. too far-fetched that she's just in the hospital having eye surgery. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, and, and you know, my stepdad's there taking care of her. So that seemed pr- pr- like, yeah, uh, okay, that's probably, I'm sure she's had surgery before and they it's mm-hmm. the same thing. But Cynthia was acting a little strange and she was seen dumping family photos and her mom's clothing in the dumpster. (laughs) And so when they kind of ask her like why and she was like oh well you know my mom's having surgery and so I'm just helping her clean up and stuff like Mm -hmm. we're just getting rid of some old things. And they were like oh you know probably thinking oh how sweet you know she's just helping Mm -hmm. out. And so nobody really thought anything of it. So investigators then start the task of trying to locate the family members. So they check hospitals because, you know, Cynthia had said that her mom was having surgery. So they check surgical centers to see if any of them had been there. Of course, nothing. Mm -hmm. So they know that Gloria had not been in the hospital for eye surgery, like Mm -hmm. Cynthia said. So they get in contact with Cynthia's high school and discover that she had not been attending classes. So detectives then, you know, start looking through the house more thoroughly to see what had happened or yeah. may have happened. And as we said, it looks like a robbery. You know, it's like, that's what I would think. You know, mm-hmm. you see a house ransacked, drawers pulled open, cabinets, like stuff rifled through. It looks like yeah. a robbery and valuables gone. It looks like a robbery. Mm-hmm. And so that's really all they had to go off immediately. But then they find a notebook on the couch mm-hmm. in the living room. This notebook had things written in it such as quote i don't think i can do it another page you do it Uh-oh. another page what about if she is going to her bed can you kill her so all <sighs> of these notes were written like really big on the pages like if you're trying to hold up a note for someone to read it from across the room uh-huh so you know, maybe mm-hmm. someone just outside or, you know, just on the other side of the room hiding. It's yeah. very suspicious. All, like, it's clear this has murder intentions. Mm-hmm. And so whoever was writing the notes wasn't saying that they were going to do it, but instead telling, like, the other person to do it. Like, you do it. I can't do it. Can you mm-hmm. kill her? You know, whatever. Um, so because of this, it was obviously referring to a crime so it was changed quickly from a missing person's case um to a homicide they're like they must they must be dead and so this is when the la county sheriff's homicide bureau got involved and it was clear that more than one person was involved and um and that clearly a homicide occurred like there's no way they would just disappear yeah so they still had to do their job to try to track down the family members, and it doesn't take them long to get information <laughs> that Cynthia has a boyfriend named Giovanni. So investigators know we got to find him. But before that even happens, they get some information. They knew from the neighbor that Cynthia had said that Gloria was getting an eye operation. Mm-hmm. But then they call- get a call from Gloria's, Gloria's oldest daughter, Diana, 
saying she had no idea about the eye surgery Mm -hmm. and that and then she tells them my parents had issues with the boyfriend Mm -hmm. so like something's wrong so they immediately go to the high school where both cynthia and giovanni go to school and they were able to get the address for giovanni and they go to the house and they talk with his mother his mother and she said that she had seen both of them just the day before Mm -hmm. and so they knew that Giovanni and Cynthia are separate from Gloria and Jose. That's this is too separate. They aren't lost with the two of them. Something right. might have happened to them and she's just hanging out with her boyfriend. So they know mm-hmm. these are two separate, you know, they're not together. Yeah. And they're not they did not all go missing the, together. Right. Yes. So they knew they needed to find the teenagers. So they told Giovanni's mom, if you see them, if you get in contact with them, let us know. Like, yeah. and the very next day they get a call and she had reached out and said that she contacted Giovanni and they like came back to the house. And so she was telling them about, you know, the police came and you need to go and interview the police and give them some information on what's going on. Mm -hmm. So they went in and they were questioned they were placed in different rooms. Obviously, you know, you don't want them feeding each other information or changing up the story. (laughs) Holding up the big notebook. Mm -hmm. Um, kill him? Yeah, so they, you know, need to make sure that their stories match up. So, of course, they both share the same exact story. Mm-hmm. And that's the same story that Cynthia had told the neighbors. Oh, right. the mom went, she, you know, she's had eye surgery stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they knew the story they're telling them, Gloria's not getting eye surgery and Jose's not with her. That's a load of BS. So they already tell, so they tell Cynthia, we've already called around. We know your mom is not getting eye surgery. Mm -hmm. We don't know where they are. You need to tell us, you know, what is going on. It's obvious she knows what's going on. Right. And so she then says, well, she's wondering if Jose told her the truth about her mom needing eye surgery. And now she's like worried about her mom because she hasn't heard from her mom. Oh, and she says that she hasn't talked to her mom. She hasn't talked to Jose either. And she's like get, starting to get really worried. Mm-hmm. So when detectives ask Cynthia what she thinks is going on, she says, quote, some weird stuff. <laughs> so Boy, she howdy. says that the last time she saw Jose. So now she's trying to say, like, maybe Jose did something. Mm-hmm. So she says the last time she saw Jose, he was acting strange. Um, she said that he had pulled a weapon on her and Giovanni. She said it was a gun. He like mm-hmm. got a gun from the room and, and pulled it on the two of them. And they were both really scared. Mm. She then said that he used the gun to threaten her and Giovanni to throw her mom's things in the dumpster. <laughs> she is then saying that she is like thinking that Jose might have hurt her mom. We know it's just so obvious. If you know, yeah. it's so obvious. And I think for detectives, they knew it's. It's so obvious she's lying. Kids are bad liars, no matter yeah. how good they think they are. <laughs> Seriously. And she's 15. Yeah. She's, yeah, stupid 15-year-old. So she's claiming all kinds of things that her stepfather did and, like, threatened. And she's kept claiming that he was threatening to kill them if they said anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, load of bullshit. Yeah. It's stupid. So they confront her with the notebooks and ask yeah. her to explain the writings in the notebook. They ask her, like, is this your writing? And she admits it's her writing. So then suddenly her story changes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Who would have guessed? She then says, quote, my boyfriend, he wanted to kill both of them, my mom and my stepdad. 
So, like, as we know, her parents did not approve of the relationship. Mm -hmm. They had actually talked to the mom about them not being together. Clearly, they both didn't like this. Giovanni Mm -hmm. did not like this and thought that the parents are the problem. Yeah. And so Cynthia then admitted to telling Giovanni. She said she told Giovanni something that may have made the entire situation worse. She told Giovanni that her parents abused her. She said that both of her parents physically abused her and that her stepfather sexually abused her. She said that after she told this to him, he was determined to hurt her parents. It just obviously added fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. It was like clear that the it's just clear that the two of them see the parents as the problem yeah. in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So... Cynthia is then saying that Giovanni was the one who made the plan to kill her parents so that she would be free from the abuse. Yeah. She is claiming that Giovanni is the mastermind. She claimed that she was even a little afraid of Giovanni at the time because of how upset he was about the whole situation. Mm -hmm. So then she says that on the evening of October 12th, Giovanni came to her house with a backpack, basically Mm -hmm. his murder kit. Yeah. He had a baseball bat. And um, Gloria was in the kitchen making dinner. It was chicken soup. Um, She had or he had a mask on and had alcohol that he put on a rag, pretty much hoping it was going to like make her pass out. (laughs) I know, like a dumb movie. Yeah. So in the home at the time was Cynthia and she was holding up the notebook with the messages telling him what her mom was doing and where she was. Mm. So it's clear that Cynthia was like hesitant and whatever like it's yeah. hmm, killing your mother. Um, so she says that she went outside uh, when Giovanni attacked her mom. And so Giovanni approached Gloria with the alcohol-soaked rag, mm-hmm. covered her face with it. She collapsed to the ground, and he strangled her. Jeez. So, that fast. Um, Cynthia said that Giovanni then called her back into the house. And when she came back in, her mother's body was bound. And they took, like, brace bracelet off of her, like, jewelry. Mm-hmm. Like, how shitty is that? Like, let's now take all her valuable jewelry off her body. Um... Then they went and watched some TV and hung out <laughs> while they waited for Jose to come home. Mm-hmm. So then at 830, Giovanni hid behind the door. And when Jose entered the house, Giovanni hit him twice and then stabbed him multiple times. Yikes. They then waited until midnight and loaded the two bodies into the back of Gloria's car. Which she had like a Jeep uh, Cherokee. Mm-hmm. And then they just drove around looking for a vacant lot or somewhere that they could dig graves to bury the bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, They found a spot in North Long Beach. This is California. Mm -hmm. And Cynthia said that Giovanni dug the hole and then they put her stepfather in the hole. But the grave that they dug was not deep enough (laughs) for both of them. So they decided to put her mother's body back in the car and go back home. She said that Giovanni then cleaned up the house and then they just went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how. Uh, yeah. So this whole time they left Gloria's body in the trunk of the car. And then the very next day they went to school. 
you know, got to yeah. keep those grades up. <laughs> so over the next few days, they started selling, like, belongings. So that's where all the jewelry and, you know, everything, anything of value. Mm-hmm. But, like, someone said, they, I think they got, like, $500 for it, like, less than 500 bucks. It's not even a whole lot. Yeah. And it wasn't until the third day after the murders that they finally buried her mother's body behind an abandoned house in Norwalk. So... In all of this confession, it's clear that Cynthia is trying to reduce blame on herself and put it all on Giovanni. Yeah. Um, she's trying to distance herself, you mm-hmm. know, and and she's blaming it all on her boyfriend. So when detectives talk to Giovanni, he says that what she says is true. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, he says that he killed both of her parents mm-hmm. and uh, that she had nothing to do with it. He does say that Cynthia at the time, so this is infuriating as a parent. He says that at the time, uh, Cynthia was really upset and mad with her parents for taking her iPod touch away. (laughs) And once the parents were killed, he ransacked the house looking for her iPod. That's literally why the house was torn apart. Yes. Looking for a stupid iPod. (sighs) An iPod touch, which is just music. Yeah. Right? It's just music. Yeah, the like, touch is the touch screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do the circle button. Yes. Up, 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 up. So it's, yeah. So he found her eye. It's, mm, yeah. it's such a fucking priority. Oh my God. Get the iPod touch. Mm-hmm. So he had actually found the iPod touch in the parents' bedroom. And he said he was so proud to be able to return it to her. Oh, what, yeah. what a fucking pal. I know. He does admit to killing the parents, but he says he did not force Cynthia to help him at all. So now detectives are wondering, like, is she willing or is she unwilling? Or is, is she scared? Because he just, or, uh, yeah. Is she scared? They don't know what level of involvement mm-hmm. that she has in this. So they bring them together in the interview room mm-hmm. and they have um, a little hidden camera. So she thinks she's not being recorded anymore. <laughs> Uh, always know you're uh-huh. being recorded so on video she motions for giovanni to come and sit next to her so he gets up from the chair he's sitting in across from her mm-hmm. goes and sits next to her and then he starts to listen to what she's telling him and her demeanor completely different she is not the innocent victim mm-hmm. little scared girl that she not was playing there like, she's oh. the one calling the shot she's the one telling him what needs to be done and she's the one yelling like not yelling but whispering in his ear mm-hmm. stuff they knew she's the mastermind behind this whole thing he mm-hmm. was just the one that actually committed the crime and listened to her mm-hmm. so after the interviews with detectives on october 19th 2011 mm-hmm. uh giovanni Gallardo and Cynthia Alvarez were arrested for the murders of Jose Lara and Gloria Vialta. Giovanni actually helped investigators find Jose's body. He mm-hmm. basically showed, this is where I threw the bat. This is all the evidence. Here's mm-hmm. his body. So um, <clears throat> he then tells them where they got rid of um, Gloria's body. Well, oh. I shouldn't say get rid of but where they buried her body. Mm-hmm. But her body had actually been found four days earlier by a jogger and she was just named as a Jane Doe. Mm -hmm. They didn't know who she was. So now they knew, Mm -hmm. oh, this is Gloria. So he took them over there and there wasn't a body there anymore? No, I believe he told them um, this is where I think before they went. I'm Uh not 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure it's like, oh, and we 
we buried her behind this abandoned house. They could have gone there and just mm-hmm. been like, oh, there was already a body. Just Probably more whatever. than likely they're going to be like, wait a minute. Oh, we wait, just we found. just found a body here. Yeah. So Gloria's body was uh, was found. She's no longer Jane Doe. Oh, um, yeah. She's named. So April 30th, 2013, Cynthia tri- uh, Cynthia's trial starts in Compton Superior Court. And both Cynthia and Giovanni were charged as adults. <laughs> now, wow. at the time of this murder, she was 15, he was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cynthia takes the stand in her trial, and she says that she felt powerless to stop Giovanni on that day. On the stand, she talked about how her stepfather abused her, and mm-hmm. her, like after her father was <clears throat> deported, and then she talked about her mother beating her and how Giovanni had also abused her mm. in a way and she was just a victim in this whole scenario. Mm-hmm. Everyone on both sides of the family were horrified that she would even claim any abuse whatsoever. Right. And the notebook was proof that she was part of the plan and that yeah. she wasn't just an innocent victim. And no, at any moment she could have held up a paper note that like, said stop. stop. I changed yeah. my mind. Exactly. I don't want to do no. this. It's like you need to do it. Can you kill her now? Can you yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the prosecution brought up the notebook and asked her multiple questions about what she wrote, like had her reread it and, mm-hmm. you know, in her own voice with her own words that she wrote on that paper. And um, she was asked if she wanted Giovanni to go kill her mom while she was sleeping. And she admitted, yes, she did. Mm. She admitted guilt to murder at that moment on the stand. So, Oops. yep, basically... You know, she's like guilty, but right. you know, <clears throat> not until you know, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think everyone knew. Okay, she had a lot more of a hand in this than she initially tried to say, mm-hmm. or even if she's that she's trying to portray. So, her actions after the murders, after her parents were killed, mm-hmm. didn't help her case out at all either. Remember, she wanted to have a Halloween party, right? After the murders, Cynthia and Giovanni went shopping for decorations, food, <laughs> drinks, costumes, and all of this was done. Well, With the $500 that they got from the jewelry and scrap? Mm, probably. But her mom's body was in the But trunk. her mom's body was in the they trunk. They were just packing jack-o'-lanterns on top of yes. mom. Yes. That's fucked up. Her mom was in the trunk of the car and after the thing is too to not be super gross it's hot as shit here and it's almost yes, october it is. it's california even down in let's say long even Beach, back Compton then area. i was yes. living here it was 2013 hot in october still we're wearing shorts mm-hmm. to have thanksgiving sometimes yeah that's even not it's gross. That's it really is. gross. So There's her, no way there was They waited not. three days to bury her body. And so within these three days of the murder, they planned a Halloween party, <sighs> went shopping for decorations, food, wow. costumes, everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, probably just packed it around her, her mom's dead body in the trunk. And how <laughs> it was a Halloween awful. decoration. Yeah. And. I go, it's nothing. And. God. Uh, yeah, I just. that I can't get over that. They're just driving around with her body in the trunk. Just going on so as careless. if it's like we're just decorating for Halloween. Yeah. So <clears throat> on May 10th, 2013, a jury found her guilty of all charges and she was sentenced to 51 years to life. So then less than like a month later, Giovanni was convicted and given 
two life sentences without the possibility of parole. Cynthia is at the Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla, California. And Giovanni is at the Substance Abuse Treatment Facility and State Prison in um, Corcoran, California. So 51 years to life. And she was 15 at the time. And this was in 2013 she was sentenced. So Mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't get over the fact that this all happened probably because they were infatuated with each other and mm-hmm. obsessed with each other and i know i have a son and that similar situation happened and it sucks as a parent and you try to do the best that you can and just guide your children making smart choices and not murder you <laughs> you know but i'm like wow you just <laughs> never think that I don't know if it was her lies about the, if that was even true at all. I guarantee you she was just like, Making we can live our life together if you just kill my parents kind of thing. <laughs> and whether they conspire together. Or wait together, three years and be an adult exactly. and just piss them off a lot. Exactly. It's she ridiculous. had just turned 15. And we were just talking about this today because it's crazy because my son's 16. And that was a weird mm-hmm birthday you know thinking about it because i'm like oh my gosh I in remember... two years you could just leave if you wanted to yep he's yep. gonna be Explore an adult in two life. years and so i think about these um teenagers and that commit these crimes of murdering parents to and get away from not them. a one-off <laughs> no it's not and it's just one of many and it is one mm-hmm. that involved halloween of some sort you know <laughs> halloween party and halloween decor- it that's was why funny. I, you told me you were like you'll know once i get into yeah, it yeah it's i did not want to do a cliche halloween like case but this did involve decorating for halloween and mm-hmm. it was around the same time and and wow i i yeah was not I knew, I knew it was her from the beginning mm. when you start thinking about all the facts and it doesn't take long before you're like, ah, yep, it's, she's got a boyfriend she's infatuated with and yeah. parents don't like it. They're the killers. Yeah. Either her or her boyfriend or both. Mm-hmm. And I do believe even though she says she didn't have a hand in any of it, she didn't She actually, obviously pushed his hand. Yes. So she is a equal accomplice. Because she, yeah, she could have had any moment to be like, I don't want to do this. I changed my mind. This is a bad idea. Let's Uh just, we're almost adults. That's literally, I mean, three years. Yeah. And you're an adult. Mm -hmm. And for him, it was just two years. You know, he was 16. And there you just sacrificed any life together. Exactly. And And your whole life. Yep. Any happiness you're ever going to have for something so dumb. Yeah. It's so sad and weird. Yeah, so that was my Halloween, not so Halloween <laughs> crime, but <clears throat> yeah, I like I said, I was telling my mom about this earlier. I was like, let me just tell you the case because it was like really interesting, and my mom was even shocked. She was like, oh my gosh, and it's just scary as an as a parent. You're like, oh, oh my kids want to kill me, <laughs> you know. It just sucks, and I guess the only thing you know. I've wanted to run away, but never kill my mom. It's <laughs> crazy because like, I'm just, just like you're just like. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because also the reality is extremely abused. Children typically don't kill their parents either. They run away. They run away. (laughs) They They run away. They flee the abuse. Exactly. Yeah. And Uh that's why I'm like, why didn't she just run away? Or they turn inward and they abuse themselves. Yes. I guarantee you she was never abused. 
I guarantee you she was not abused. And if she was, and that is awful. Yeah. But the way that this worked out, like right. you the said. The process of her, her thought no, process, that's where this she went was to. Just, it was manipulation. Uh, yes. It was, she's a very manipulative, controlling person. And she clearly mm-hmm. manipulated and controlled Giovanni. And I'm sure he mm-hmm. probably did the same in return. Yeah. And, you know, it takes two to be crazy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the this, relationship. In this, con- in yeah, this in case. This, yes. It was both of them. I mean, like, no mentally sane person can be pressured to murder someone. Oh, you could you never gotta get have to like someone. a, you gotta have something, some kind of hatred, some kind of darkness to like. It's not you're not protecting yourself. And it's, it's that teenage angst of just <sighs> everything is to the tenth degree. Everything right. is so important, and it's mm-hmm. the end of the world all the time for like yeah. the smallest <laughs> thing, like your iPod touch. Yeah, yeah. I oh my mean, God. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I was literally like, "Wang, they must have had some freaking rager party." Nope, he tore it apart. No, nope, they didn't even get to the party yet, and they were arrested no. for murder. And yeah, I think all their friends, like you know, I, what I watched, it'll be in the show notes. It, mm-hmm. It's actually the show snapped. I oh. don't know the last time oh, I've watched okay. that. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. It reminds me of my aunt Patty because she would watch stuff like that. She you know, the narration yeah. and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I it's can't. like those episodes like women who kill. Yes. <laughs> Jack was telling me about <laughs> that show. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's it yeah. was an episode of Snapped and mm-hmm. it just came across in my research of like crimes that were committed around Halloween. Shocking. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then yeah. that came up and I was like, whoa, I'm totally deep deep diving into this one yeah and yeah but i watched on snap and so you could see her friends and stuff talking about like oh yeah she got like these nice invitations and they were like oh she's gonna have a big party and her parents were gonna be there you know as a high school kid you're like oh parents are gonna be their big halloween party yeah hilarious so party never happened now she can enjoy party's never gonna happen yeah she can enjoy every halloween in the same costume every year prison (laughs) prison (laughs) yeah so Anyways, well, that was that was that. So it wasn't. Well, no, as, as a parent, it's pretty bad. As yeah. as anybody, it's pretty bad. But you know, yeah. as a parent, it hits a little different because you're like, that sucks. Yeah. I hope I don't ever make my kids so mad they want to kill me. I don't. Th- <laughs> kid doesn't even want to kill a spider. <laughs> Shut That's up with true. that. <laughs> she would never. <laughs> Neither one of your kids would ever. <sighs> I don't know, Lincoln though. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's just a crazy (laughs) toddler. He's just, well, he's not really a toddler. He's in kindergarten, but yeah. Anyways, okay. (laughs) So with that, stay crafty. And not cry me. Bye. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.